Welcome to DaVinci's Discourse, where the minds of today's most innovative entrepreneurs are unveiled and explored. And my name is Kyle Campbell, your guide on this journey into the depths of the entrepreneurial psyche. So sit back, relax, and get ready to dive into the minds of the greats. This is DaVinci's Discourse. Let's jump right into it, man. So tell me about yourself, what you do, who you do it for, and uh, we can get into a little bit how you do it. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, name's Jason Hunt, and I'm a co-founder of Merged Media. Uh, Merged.ca is the is the website, and we act as the outsourced CMO for our clients, uh, taking care of everything from search engine optimization to Google advertising to social media paid and organic advertising. Um, we uh, we have a team here in Guelph of about 14. Now I think we're at 14. And now we have then we have an external team that does a lot of our design and any sort of coding work um, is done uh, with some full time employees in Portugal. Uh, so that's that's kind of in a nutshell what we do. And, and we serve uh, all sorts of different niches. We've been doing it since 2016. Um, so in 2016, obviously, selling digital marketing services was much less competitive than it is now. Yeah, um, yeah. But through those years, it's you know we figured out how to best serve our clients and created some pretty awesome case studies in specific niches. So we're kind of focused uh, on some specific niches as we speak. What niches, and then we can get into some of the case studies that you went into. That because uh, I want yeah, to hear sure. some success stories. <clears throat> Definitely. So I mean, for us, I mean, and I'll, maybe I'll give you a bit of a backstory. So prior to uh, COVID. Uh, we were focused on, we pretty much had everything, we had a lot of restaurants, a lot of mama papa shops, a lot of small businesses, um, which when COVID happened, obviously they closed their marketing budgets and pretty much shut their doors on marketing, which naturally allowed us to pivot in, into areas that were, that were thriving, such as like home renovation, landscaping, mm, right. uh, home improvement. People were investing in the staycations rather than vacations. So yes. naturally overnight, we worked a lot more in real estate and, uh, and home improvement. And we created some of our own assets, joint partnerships with some other bigger assets, such as Canadian Real Estate Wealth, which is the biggest online publication for investors across Canada, mm. um, and, uh, and also became part owners of a landscape company. Um, so through that, we helped a certain landscape company here in Guelph grow from 200,000 a year in revenue to 1.3 mil in one year. And now they franchise the four locations. Wow. Right on, man. How'd you do that? Um, so, well, this specific person, uh, came to us back in maybe 2017, 2018 named Colin and he was young, he was hungry, but he also didn't really know exactly how to run a business mm -hmm. or how to do the marketing, but he was very, very good at landscaping and doing property maintenance. So understanding that, you know, we found the void that he needed to fill, which was getting leads on an ongoing basis and getting leads on demand. So that's kind of where we stepped in and we took the marketing office plate, got equity in the business rather than than him having to pay a monthly retainer, only nice. making 200000 a year. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we invested into him at that stage of the journey, mentored him as a business owner and helped him thrive and just focus on the operation. And by doing that, he just had to make sure that the systems and processes were working seamlessly and he never had to worry about where that next lead was coming from. So right. that was uh, how we helped him grow and really focus on driving that business and, and now franchising. So, which is pretty cool. Yeah, right on, dude. I mean, you know, you're confident in your business when you're willing to do that. You're willing to uh, uh, invest in the company that you're working with rather than taking an investment. So, you know, you're yeah, good at what you do when you do that. Yeah, obviously, I, can't, I wouldn't have done that when I 
first started my business, right? Or else I'd be investing a lot of time and energy into something that will not potentially reap profits. But, um, you know, I, th I think in this situation here, it was just like, we saw how good he was at what he did. And we saw where there was a void that needed to be filled and, and we filled it and it was a good fit. And we've offered that to some other companies as well. And we also have other partnerships, but um, we have to be very smart with who we decide to do that with. Right. Because I mean, our time and resources is, is it's pricey for us as a business. Right. So we need to make sure we allocate our resources in the right places. All right. So, I mean, fair enough. And uh, going back to that case study, let's imagine it from a generalized point of view. And let's say that an entrepreneur is watching and they're thinking, okay, so how can I take my business from 200K to 1.2 million? Uh, what are some things that you did with that individual that in a way that's generalized to be relevant to any listener that's watching? Sure. So uh, I think one of the, the big results that came from what we've set up for for him and created was the simple fact that when we get our first snowfall here in the southern Ontario area, um, he, he's probably going to get about 80 or 90 calls. This has happened year over year for the past like four or five years. And a lot of that has to do with the simple fact that if you Google snow removal in the area, he's going to come up like one, two, and three in the map pack. And you're probably thinking like, how's he coming up? One, two, and three. Well, his business will come up in the first three. And we've also created some other landing pages, which we've optimized through search engine optimization to be found. And those leads all circumvent back to his business. So, um, you know, once we created the blueprint on how to rank uh, a landscape company locally, it's very easy to replicate that process. Mm, okay. So what are some things that you did to help him rank, first of all, uh, in a way that's uh, relevant to an international audience? Because a lot of the folks watching won't have a, a local business, but it'll be international digitally. Um, yeah. Some ways that you helped him rank. Yeah, it's a bit different, right? So when we're talking about local SEO versus you know national or international SEO, the strategy is very different. One of the first things you want to look at is the competitors. Um, so we don't do any cookie cutter SEO packages. If if somebody offers cookie cutter SEO packages, they might be doing that that specific customer or business a, a disservice because the the budget really needs to depend on what's being invested by the competitors and the keywords mm. that you want to go after. Right. Right. Interesting. So. Yeah. So in that case, there's a long, there's a lot of long tail keywords that might have, you know, uh, low domain rankings, um, which uh, or low keyword difficulty, which allow us the opportunity to really kind of get that low hanging fruit keywords through the likes of leveraging blogging, SEO optimized blogs, and and content on service pages and things like that. Um, essentially, what we use a certain tool, Surfer SEO, is a great tool that we use to create content in line with your top five competitors on Google. So what that okay. tool does, it goes out there and sees what words and keywords and how right. many of them are being included in certain pieces of content and allows our copywriters to go in there and write and include those keywords within our content to ensure that we're beating the competition. Mm, okay. So when it comes down to it, it's it's all about uh, finding what the competition is doing and then positioning yourself based around what's working for them and what holes you're finding in the market that are missing by them. Yeah, just talking about, I mean, we were really diving down one of the pillars, which is SEO. And, and in that case there, a lot of that has to do with the links that are helping fuel those sites that are ranking high on Google. Uh, we call that link juice, right? Like what yeah. links are actually sending, not just sending traffic, but linking back to those websites because that helps present that website in a high authority state with Google. And there was a recent update on Google, the helpful, uh, a helpful content update, which really prioritizes uh, authorities in specific industries. So we want to ensure when, when we're helping optimize the website, we want to make sure that we're positioning that website as the authority. 
Um, and obviously, and that all goes into the content that we're creating on site to give Google that idea as to, or that vision in terms of what that business does and, and whether they are the authority in the industry. Okay. So what does Google look for in terms of making a website rank as authority or as lacking authority? Yeah, I, I think one of the, the big things to keep in mind is is the fact that it's very easy to go out there and use ChatGPT to just create right. blogs at scale, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. super easy to do that. And just think about the amount of content that's now being churned out there on a regular basis, thanks to the ease of ChatGPT, right? Yeah. So um, so what Google's trying to do is trying to sift through all of this noise and all the bullshit to get mm-hmm. the, to, to what really matters, which are those businesses that are legitimate that are, you know, authoritative. A lot of that might have to do with how, how long a site has been around, um, the amount of, of helpful content that's put onto the site, um, and not just churning up copy paste verbatim of an article from on ChatGPT, but actually, you know, ensuring all your service pages are optimized and ensuring that uh, your credentials are on the site as well, which is important. Adding elements of, and I don't know if this is exactly a, an SEO play, but just thinking of a, you know, from a user standpoint, ensuring that you have video content and authentic images uh, with you know SEO optimized descriptions on each of those images too is important. But I mean, we always tell our clients like, let's try to get some photography if we can, actual photography of the of the of the um, of your uh, workplace, and and then from those put up that content because I think people are numb to stock photography. Right, mm, and then Google's numb to it as well because they see, oh, this this image has been posted on a thousand websites. It's not original. Um, okay, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I got you, man. So let's move away from the SEO pillar. What are some other pillars that you help companies with? Yeah, so um, another big one is is um, paid advertising. So paid social okay. and organic yeah. social. Okay. okay. So, um, and that's, you know, we work with, you know, we work with meta, which is Facebook and Instagram, uh, TikTok ads, Pinterest ads, LinkedIn ads. So <laughs> depending on the business and who their target audience is, we might suggest, uh, one platform to another, but at the end of the day, we'll always recommend meta because it has the, the highest volume of people you're looking at 2.9 billion users on meta. So right. we're always going to use that platform for a testing always going to test creatives. I would never recommend running a LinkedIn ad campaign without testing variations of creative headline and copy on meta first, because you can test at a very cheap price, Yeah. right? Figure out what's working. And then once you figure out what's working, you go and deploy that onto, uh, onto LinkedIn ads, for example. How do you know what to test on meta? Well, that's it. So that tests all sorts of different variations of images and video, right? And and that's where you start with is the visuals. Always creative. We always start with creative okay. um, because people, when they, when they're scrolling through their feed a mile a minute, the first thing, that, the first reason they're going to stop is the visual, right? Yeah, and once enough. they stop, okay. once they stop on the visual, then they're going to consume the copy above the visual. And then lastly, they're going to see the headline before they decide to click that call to action button. Lastly, okay. they see the headline. Yes. Yeah. Would, uh, well, the way I think about it is, is headline as, as well, number one importance when it comes to uh, an advertisement online, because that's the, uh, well, image is what captures their attention. The headline is what sucks them in to read the copy. So you say the yeah. headline is is the least important. So headline, well, th- I think the thing with headline is is when you're scrolling through your feed, whatever feed you're on, uh, how often are you looking at the headline first? It's not capturing your attention. First. Image the first, first then, then I read the headline. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, and it depends on platform too. So right. when we're talking about Instagram, for example, your headline is, is where, where's the headline, right? On, the first, on the first line of the bio or the, of the photo, the description, right? It's kind right, of right. a Which headline, you... kind of not, but really yeah. the headline on Instagram is the photo and you can have the headline in the text in the photo even. Um, yeah. It depends on the platform. I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. What's the so, most, okay, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so it, it really does depend on platform. My head, it was going at specifically Facebook okay. um, where you do have, you know, it's very visual, the, the image, the video, the copy, which is above people click to see more to read the rest of the copy. And then you get the headline at the bottom next to the call to action button. So naturally the, you want to, usually people will see the, the image. And then if it captivates them enough, the image or video, they're going to want to read the caption. They're going to want to read the copy. Right. Right. And then you. they're going to make okay. that last decision because so you don't know what you don't know what that CTA is until you read the copy, really, in a lot of cases. Right. It's like, well, what am I opting into here? Well, let me read a little bit more to see what this is about before I invest my time and perhaps money into purchasing whatever's on the other end of that click. Right. right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. OK, so when it comes to the visual, what are some things that you found works the best in terms of capturing that attention originally? Yeah, surprisingly, actually, you know, a lot of people were on the video train in 2022 and at the beginning of 2023. But through our testing, um, we're actually seeing images work much better. And I think a lot of that has to do with the sheer volume of video that's being pumped through social media channels now, because a lot of video has to be done on real. You have to have video on reels and TikTok. So people are using that same content in their ads. Mm -hmm. uh, but what that creates is a very competitive environment for that real estate, which is on that, uh, on those platforms or the inventory that's on those platforms. Right. Yeah. So man. that's why we seeing with images are actually performing really good. We're running uh, some giveaway contests right now for one of our clients down in Turks and Caicos, and we're getting leads at 20 cents a lead, 20 cents to get somebody's contact information. How the hell and are you doing that? Not. Yeah, no, not yeah, for the it, clicks. You're talking about for the actual opt-ins. 20 cents in 2023. Leads. leads. Yeah. So leads, and that's on Facebook leads, right? So we're optimizing. We're telling Facebook um, to optimize for leads. So put our ads in front of people that have a tendency to provide their contact information on Facebook. And that lead form is on Facebook. We're not disrupting so yeah, the okay. user experience. Everything's happening on Facebook and we're getting that contact information. And once we gather that information, um, they're then going through a nurture sequence through email, right? So we're using social to get them off of social, move them to email, and then put them through a nurture sequence. What does that ad look like that's getting 20 cent leads? Yeah, it's uh, we have some beautiful video content for this resort that we're giving doing the giveaway for down in Turks and Caicos. Um, and it's a giveaway. great okay. grown images. Looks amazing. Um, those aren't the ones that are working. Simple images no with shit, just man. like a picture of two people on a beach. Um, they're actual images from the resort. They're not stock, but okay. it's two people on a beach with an umbrella. And it just says, giveaway Turks and Caicos and uh, Kokomo Botanical Resort. So it's that's the giveaway. People are seeing it. They're reading the copy, seeing what they're getting with it. And it's a simple click, click. Information is auto-populated with Facebook. We got the information and they're in our email uh, newsletter list. So, mm, okay. Have you experimented at all with quiz funnels? Yep. With quiz Facebook funnels. Ads? Yeah. So a little bit with quiz funnels. So, um, we actually worked with somebody that specifically that's, that's her jam. Like all she does is quizzes. Right. And then she okay. comes up with the algorithm for the quiz and all this and that, um, we have touched on quiz funnels. We just find, you know, 
we like to do a lot of lead magnets. And when I say lead magnets, I mean like downloadable PDFs and yeah, things yeah, that yeah. are kind of snackable content for somebody that's browsing through their feed a mile a minute to stop and want to opt in. Not doing like 30 page eBooks, not mm -hmm. doing, you know, how to, how to learn how to do everything there is to know about AI. Like this kind of stuff is going to, you might get leads, but you're not going to get low cost leads because people right. want to, that's they don't true. want to disrupt their experience. You're right, right. You're right. That's true. But the leads on like, okay, for example, what we use is, is an eBook. Um, and you're right. The cost per lead is higher, but the value per lead we're finding is way higher as well because of the authority and the way that they're perceiving us as an author, uh, as opposed to like, let's say a checklist that we've tested with. What are some, some of the lead magnets that you're finding work the best in terms well, of just bare minimum cost for leads? Yeah. Let's hit on that for a sec. Let's talk sure. about your lead mag. Okay. Yeah, Cause sure. you're doing an ebook uh, and it's an AI ebook. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. of our books are published by AI. Okay. AI. So when I say AI book, what, what's the book title? Um, though this one is, we can call it the marketing bot. Um, how to know what AI to use in your company. Okay, cool. The marketing bot, how to use AI in your company. Okay. The title of that lead magnet is irrelevant. It doesn't matter because that's what you think is, you think might be the best title, but have you tested that title? Yeah, 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 of course. The, how, what how? works the best is is what people, because uh, everybody's wondering how to use AI in their company right now. Uh, what's working best for them in terms of a tool that they can use? Uh, and so that's what we found is, is working the best right now is, is how to know what AI to use in your company. Okay. So the title of that lead magnet was called The Marketing Bot, right? That's the book title. Yeah. Who came uh, up with that title? Uh, it's based on uh, it's based on tests of, of what the market wants. We tested uh, I don't know twelve or fifteen variations. Okay, cool. tell me a bit. Can you tell me a bit about that, Kyle? How you how you tested those titles? I'm just curious. Uh, we did it through LinkedIn automation. Um, we use LinkedIn to uh, split test sending it out through messages, and we see uh, which lead magnet, which opt-in page gets the most uh, gets the most hits, and then also which gets the most opt-ins from from the hits. We test both. I su suggest try this. Try a dollar a day. A dollar a day. You're in Canada as well. So $2 a day because that's a minimum. <laughs> yeah, probably $3 a day now. No $2 shit. <laughs> a day. Spend $2 a day. And because I, I hate testing on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is LinkedIn's so expensive. It's yeah. so expensive to get that action you want it to take. And and Even a lot organically, of organically, man, we're using AI. We're using an AI LinkedIn bot that just does it naturally. It, it's free for us to run, except for the cost of the bot. Uh, that's one yeah. of the things we offer clients is the ability to to use AI to automate their LinkedIn experience to generate leads through the through LinkedIn without having to pay for ads. Uh, so like, so yeah, I, we're doing it 100 for free with our testing. Okay. So like automation connection request, and, and then you're bringing them through conversations on LinkedIn, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To, cool. the, to the leads, uh, to the links or to the calls. Um, we're still split testing both. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. The, so where I was going with that, because this is what I've done. And I'll just tell you what I've done in the past. Okay. Cause uh, I launched a book last year and to come up with the title of the book, I tested 10 different titles, right? Mm. Same cover, same image, that because you want to make sure the variations are, are right. not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name, of course. Right. Of so course. based on that, um, I figured out which one was actually optimized for engagement. Told Facebook to put this in front of people that have a tendency to like, share, and comment on content. And then right. through that, I was able to distinguish which one actually stopped people from scrolling and people were clicking on. And that was the title of the book. Right. So um, it's just a great way to mm -hmm. test at a very low cost. You can spend. 40 bucks total to figure out, to get the answer to the burning question, which is which brand is going to be the best name for the brand, which is going to be the best title of this lead magnet. Um, 
for us, lead magnets are a big thing in our business. Um, we actually were published in the Journal of Brand Strategy for uh, an article that uh, we wrote on coming up with the title of a lead magnet that converts. And it's called the PAIR method. It stands for uh, people, uh, applicability, relevancy, and emotion. Okay. And all those four pillars need to be factored in when you come up with a title of a lead magnet. Okay. Um, so for example, the people, the people that you're targeting with that lead magnet cannot be too big and it can't be too small. Okay. What I mean is if you're, if you're trying to put, think of that lead magnet that you have there, the marketing bot, it's essentially bait. You're throwing it up there. You're fishing. You're trying yeah. to attract a certain type of fish. Yeah. Well, if you keep that audience too general, you're going to attract a lot of fish that probably are not ideal. You're going to be pulling up boots out of the water. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but if you're too narrow, if you're too narrow and that right. is too specific to a certain type of fish, you're probably, you might not catch anything. Right. So, um, you got to make sure the people is targeted, but, but not too niche. Okay. Um, second, the applicability, um, how applicable is that? piece of content. So the marketing bot is probably a pretty good one because it's people can get it and they can apply whatever you have in that lead magnet and apply it right now instantly. instantly. That's, yeah, it's, yeah. that's key, right? Because yeah. a 30 page home buyer's guide for first time home buyers is it's not something, something in the that's future. very applicable. It's, it's, it's something, you know, who knows when it is in the future. Yeah. Who knows see? When it I is. love the instant, the instant play because it's instantly you employ this marketing bot and you instantly unlock $30,000 and untapped potential in your business. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast and I want to let you know that I've got a free book that you can get if you want to tap into more of these resources and you can get that for free at kylesbook.com. Back to the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that, that exactly, exactly the point, right? People, especially when people are scrolling through social, remember the social yeah. state of mind, people are, yeah, yeah. everything's are, instant uh, gratification too. So yeah. if you tap into what's already going on in their mind um, yeah. and with what they're thinking unconsciously is instant, everything here is instant, instant. And so you tap into that with the, with the, I love, I love using instant in the, yeah, the people, people, I mean, it's the instant gratification, but also it's something that doesn't take, they know it's not going to take five hours to consume. You know what I mean? It, right. it's, something, it's bigger than that. And then third one is the R is relevancy. So relevancy is how relevant is that content right now? I think AI is a great piece of content because it's hot. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone wants to learn about it and be an expert yeah. in it. So yeah. having AI content, super important. But if you talk about something, um, you know, uh, here's the, here's the how to for first time home buyers. Well, first time home buyers, it's a terrible time right now for people buying a home in Canada. So it's True. just, it's not that relevant or something that's maybe a little more outdated, right? Like that kind of stuff is, is, is not going to be as useful now. Like, for example, how to use Jarvis AI, like who's, who cares, right? Everyone's using right. chat now, right? No so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's not relevant. Um, lastly is emotion. So that topic of that lead magnet, is this something you can go to a bar and talk to some random person about? Because if you're talking about the uh, the workplace safety checklist, it's probably not going to do so hot. <laughs> the workplace safety checklist. Who, yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. wants to talk about that nobody shit, gives right? A shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so you got to make sure that that topic that you're talking that you have as your for the title of your lead magnet is something that's conversational, something that people would want to talk about and strikes an emotion to the target audience, right? I mean, if you go to a bar, you talk about something with AI, half the people wouldn't give a shit. Half the people wouldn't even know what ChatGPT is. I mean, maybe it's getting up there now, but you're talking about two the target audience a bar filled with people that are in your audience mm -hmm. um you want it to be something you can talk about something you can engage them with uh absolutely they'd, they'd be interested in talking about like like so so i think you know for for the marketing bot it's like cool the marketing bot it, 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 that's the title of it but what is it that that's actually drawing people 
what's the pain point you're serving with it? You know what I mean? The it's fact almost- that people don't know what AI to use in their company right now. That's the big pain point is, is people feel like they're missing out on the the efficiency or the the potential profit that they could be getting yeah. if they took full advantage of AI. They just don't know how. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to answer that question for them. We're doing yeah. it with a quiz. We're doing it with the book. Uh, we're doing it through LinkedIn automation. Nice. And, and so the... Um- I'm curious as to, because I mean, just putting it out there to a mass audience is attractive to a lot. I'm wondering, how are you addressing that pain point in the journey from when you're making that, for example, LinkedIn connection request to being like, this is the magic potion that they need to address mm. that problem. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, uh, the reason why I, I I bring this up is you get a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, companies out there that are just focused on selling and closing deals, right? Because they don't have the, and a lot of non-marketers don't understand this, right? It's like understanding that you need to deploy patience with any sort of marketing strategy because you almost need to make it. So that person seeing it is making the decision to, to opt in or to purchase your product, right? Rather than being pushed into it. It's like, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. 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 I look at that as compelling versus convincing. You want right. to compel them. It's like, instead of, uh, instead of throwing a net out and, and forcefully trying to tug everybody in, you, you put the right bait out you, you, and you're telling us to be patient with it. To, exactly. The marketing bot is like the logical next step for that person because they've already done this, this, and this. Right. Well, yes, we've already brought them through um, the sequence of messages before we even mentioned the book. Uh, it goes mm-hmm. from, uh, and we're testing with the podcast right now, but this is how I got you on. Um, we're testing all kinds of sequences, but uh, yeah, it, it doesn't start off with, Hey, come get my book. It's um, Hey, you know, it's nice to meet you. Um, you know, I saw your company name. It's very hyper-personalized. We're hyper-personalizing everything uh, using the AI. And then we're able to uh, just have a conversation with them without having to actually be there. And then to, to invite them onto any lead magnet or any uh, invitation um, webinars aren't working because it's too big of an ask. Like you said, it wants, you want something to be easily downloadable and consumed something that they can get, uh, in a, in a click without having to consume something mm-hmm. webinar comes afterwards and mm-hmm. we're having huge success with the webinar when it comes to converting the high ticket after the ebook. So the way it's working right now is quiz leads to, um, leads to the book and we're switching those back and forth. Uh, whereas the book leads to the quiz quiz leads to the book. Uh, and then that's all leading to, uh, either a free webinar or a paid webinar for a dollar to get access mm-hmm. to the, to the training where we sell the, the high ticket product for three grand. So, mm-hmm. oh, so you it. offer a $1 paid webinar. That's what we're, we're testing that right now. And we're not getting obviously as many people watching the webinar, but the people that are watching the conversion rate is just skyrocketing. So, oh, I bet because you're getting, yeah. you're getting that tripwire, right? That $1 tripwire, which is right. like, it's yeah, a yeah, credit yeah. card on file builds trust, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. So we're just, we just got to optimize that page because when it comes down to getting that dollar sale, the, the stats are lower than we'd like. But when it comes down to the the conversion rate on that after the dollar sale, it's like holy fuck. So mm-hmm. we just got to get that one that one piece down, that one dollar uh, tripwire that we want to optimize. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, dude, it's uh, that's the process we're running. How would you optimize it? What What are some things that I said that you would change? Um, I like I, I like how your test in the webinar versus the um or sorry, the quiz versus the the ebook opt in. Right? Yeah. What I would definitely change or test out is different different lead different methods for driving that lead in like specifically testing different variations of copy and headline um, because even though it's called the marketing the the marketing bot 
it doesn't that's irrelevant because what is relevant is trying to figure out exactly the wording and headline that drives in that lead right, right? yeah so you yeah, can actually true. you can pull out extract pieces that you have in the marketing bot yeah. and use those as like at the top of the funnel to drive certain people and certain users into the funnel you know what yeah, i'm saying that's another thing that we're testing too is is taking a piece of content that's in the book posting it in groups where the target audience would be and instead of just giving them the book saying hey to comment on the post so that way it, it drives that engagement which gets more people seeing the post which gets more people commenting and it can create that viral feedback loop uh so that's that's one good thing that the book is good for as well your end goal hard to do that with a quiz what's the end goal with the with the marketing bot what do you want to do do you want to go sell them a book see that's the thing is not a lot of people know that they need a book for their company but a lot of people are thinking okay i need ai for my company so i'm positioning that it as as you need a book for your company but we're going to start you off with thinking about it as an AI standpoint, because that's where people's heads are at right now. So we start off as, as how do you know what AI to use in your company? Then it moves into, um, could a book hold the secret to the AI that you've been missing out on? And then we educate them on how they can use an AI book in their business for a lead magnet, for example. Um, and then from there is, and, and like you said, um, you don't get as many opt-ins with the book, but the quality of, of opt-ins that you get, because they're looking at you with so much authority. They're looking at you as, as somebody who's trustworthy because we're programmed to trust authors, to buy from authors. And so when you have that book, you're able to, to make the, the value of the lead you're getting skyrocket. Mm -hmm. So you, so you're proposing that. So it's actually pretty smart because if you get somebody opt-in for the marketing bot, they consume the marketing bot. They see that, wow, this is actually an AI generated book and it's written quite well, it, it really lets down their guard for yeah. you going in there and being like, Hey, we can do one of these for your business. Right. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's two birds with one stone. You got it. And the quality of writing we're getting out of the AI, dude, it's unbelievable with our technology we've developed uh, with ChatGPT, It's, it's, um, it's able to be detected by a, de a detector, right? If you run it through a, like a, a scanner that will scan if it's AI generated or not, it'll come up as, yeah, this was generated by AI hundred percent. But with our books, it's coming up as 0% AI written, 100% handwritten when it's 100% done by AI. So we're getting, we're, our quality of writing is so good that we're getting past those scanners so that mm -hmm. we can still publish on Amazon, for example, because with mm -hmm. Amazon, they're not allowing AI published books right now because they don't want it to get flooded. Yeah. So, right. So but with our books, they're not detectable. So we're still able to have it on Amazon. That's how the quality of the writing is, man. I'll mm. send you a sample afterwards. It's like, holy shit. It's, yeah. it's beautiful, dude. I had a client the other day tell me that he cried when he read the story of him, of the way he told the story and the way that the AI was able to, to regenerate the way he told it. Uh, he said it made him cry. So it's, mm -hmm. it's drawing out these emotions in us. And so this is where the future is going in terms of writing, man. It's here. It's so that so, so that specific um what information did that guy provide you with in order to generate the book? Like did you ask him to write a, a couple paragraphs and then you nope. would use a donation to write the book? Nope. Started just like this. Started with a podcast. I interviewed him, turned it to transcribe the interview, and we turned that transcription into a book that sold his his product so that he'd use, use it as a lead magnet, mm. told his story in a way that he couldn't come close to telling it. Yeah. Uh, it, it. It sold up his product and the benefits of his product in a way that he couldn't come close to on his own. And yeah. this is done by, by educating the AI in terms of the persuasion elements that we want to be embedded uh, covertly within the copy. You, yeah. you get you get what I mean, right? Yeah, that that's that's one of the the best ways of, of using AI. I find is is leveraging like I use a Otter AI, 
you can see my autopilot in the I conversation, yeah, not yeah, in the yeah. podcast. So this this autopilot will sit there and transcribe our entire conversation yeah. uh, to have the key timestamps and points. And then if you put that autopilot uh, link into ChatGPT, it'll give me the key insights from our conversation. And then from there, like you just said, it's like essentially like, hey, go write a book about Kyle and Jay's life and and and, and right. how how the, how AI and marketing sort of intertwine in a, in a sense and and you're absolutely right I think it's brilliant it's a brilliant way to 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 write a book and and the, to having the technology I think is important like you said there Kyle being able to ensure that it's not detected uh by or du like duplicate content detection right ensuring yeah. that you're not being uh just not being uh you know denied by Amazon when you do want to publish that book right Right. Or by customers who read it and they're thinking, oh, this is published by AI. There's something off here. Uh, mm -hmm. it, the quality is unbelievable. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's stunning what we're able to get out of it. And uh, it starts just like this with a transcription of an interview. Uh, we take that and you should see it. It, it, it We essentially tell it to, to write like you just took a bunch of cocaine and just do not stop until it's finished. And yeah. so they so, so the thing just pours out content until the book is completed. It's a, yeah. and it, it, it's amazing. Chapters, table of contents, the whole thing. It just gets poured out one by yeah. one, one line, one line, one line. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. Uh, where do you see the future of AI going? Yeah, it's in interesting. Marketing. Yeah, so I had Dennis Yu on my podcast yesterday, uh, who's a pretty well-known digital marketer. And uh, he's actually doing some uh, a new course with Jake Paul coming up and mm. uh, around digital marketing. You'll probably see something along the lines of financial freedom with Jake Paul coming out in the next few months. But um, he I asked him the exact same question. Uh, I said, well, you know, where's the future of AI going? And you know, it's really not it's not necessarily just about what it is today the way we use ai today will not be the same way it is in two years time no, you know no. think about it think about all these different ai apps that you're using you know mid journey this and and you know and bard this and chat gpt it's all going to be essentially an agent is what the prediction is right it'll be like one agent you'll have like your agent so you got kyle here you got jay here but we're going to have our agents that are going to know exactly what we like exactly what we want to buy and make those recommendations for us so we're we essentially will not be talking to one another we will on the podcast but aside from the podcast our bots are going to be conversing with one another you know uh, I mean? at the same time in real time as we're conversing we're Exactly. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be telling us what mm -hmm. we need to know. There's only so many hours in the day and our heads and our brains can only consume so much. We don't want to, we can only make so many decisions in a day before we hit fatigue. So that's where our bot comes in and really siphons through the noise and talks to each or my bot will talk to your bot and, you know, they'll figure out the times of where we're going to meet and, and the discussions we're going to have and maybe the items we're going to discuss, you yeah. know what I mean? And then, uh, and then, you know, in real time of the conversation, it's analyzing it through the transcription and then, and then making suggestions in terms of where the conversation should go for, for the optimal listening experience, for example, yeah. or for a sales call, what this individual needs to hear. It's another thing we're using AI for is psychoanalytics. Uh, we're, we're using it to psychoanalyze leads in terms of giving us the language that's most likely to resonate with that individual based on their LinkedIn profile. Mm. So that's fascinating right. too. It'll give right. us their personality style, um, whether or not we should use toward language like if they're motivated by getting toward a goal or away from pain different individuals will react differently to these things um visual oriented rather than auditory uh so we can use visual language instead of uh, i hear what you're saying it's i see what you're saying with different mm -hmm. people they think different in different ways and the ai is able to analyze each person's psyche and come up with that psychoanalytic profile so that we can understand what to say to them how to say it and mm -hmm. the way that's going to resonate most with them so that's mm -hmm. another thing we're doing right now 
What do you that's think cool. about that? It's, it's badass, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's cool. It's also, you know, you're properly leveraging ChatGPT. I think a lot of people they're using ChatGPT, but they're not they're using it just on the surface level. It's like use yeah. it to not only like for example, this podcast here. So, you know, you could go and go to jhunt.social and tell ChatGPT to say research jhunt.social and it'll learn everything there is to know about me and what I do and what my goals are. And then from there you can ask it to um, what are a series of podcast questions I can ask Jay, right? And then boom, yeah. it's going to bring you a bunch of questions. But there's a good chance those questions that you're going to ask me have already been asked me before on other podcasts, right? Of course, and they almost so, definitely have, right? So they're unoriginal. Uh, right. But you can go a second question deeper and say- That's right. Right, so exactly. how would you do that? Because the way I would do that is, as I would ask it, what questions should I ask myself to find the right questions? That's right. I go, I go the layer under. Yeah. And then I can ask it, okay, so now so answer those questions for me. Exactly. So it's, yeah, it's going that next layer to like dive into, hey, number three, where it says, talk to Jay about, uh, you know, doing music marketing uh, in the past. You know what I mean? And and maybe, you know, going into that and be like, well, what's a question that maybe, Jay hasn't been asked before around this topic about his experience in, mm. in marketing in Japan. You know what I mean? And just diving into that. And then, and then from there, and like you just said, it's like actually asking ChatGPT to ask you questions yes, uh, to find the right questions to ask. Yeah, right? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets little, it gets pretty meta there. Exactly. Most people don't do that yet though, right? They just use it at a face value. And it's just like, well, you can actually use that prompt, teach the prompt, teach the bot to yeah. be a bot that specializes in music marketing or landscaping right. or uh, authoring or whatever it is, right? Of course, so. of course. Yeah. See, one of the ways we're leveraging that is with the books. Uh, at the end of each chapter, it's because uh, I'm 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 educating people to ask it what questions to ask. So at the end of each chapter in all of our books, it gives a meta prompt, which is, is paste this into ChatGPT, saying, um, uh, "What questions should I ask to to understand X content that was in this chapter?" And then answer those questions. So if they literally just paste the copy and paste the prompt that's given at the end of each chapter, they get the best questions to ask and the best answers that came with those questions just mm -hmm. by so it's um let's say the book is is 80 pages if they incorporate the gpt um training or the the actual uh, engagement with it then it, it can be turned into a 150 page 180 page mm -hmm. book by by engaging with it uh, interactively and so we're incorporating that in the in the chapters copy and paste this G into gpt and see what happens yeah that's cool yeah it's that's badass cool. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, so we're using it all all kinds of cool ways, man. Um, so we'll go back to you because I'm curious, and we'll, and we'll wrap this up pretty soon. But I'm wondering, um, what are some ways you're using AI in your company right now, and how are you helping your clients with it? Yeah, so uh, right now, you know, it's essentially it's giving every single employee here at Merge the superpower. You know what I mean? And and uh, if if you're not using it, you're gonna fall behind. That's it. Right. You because are, yeah, no yeah you lean on it. Um, you got to lean on it as, as if it's like, like, like it, like it is your superpower because it does a lot of thinking like for that. me. Yeah. It, um, you know, I, I, I use it to help write proposals. Um, I help you use it to get insights from conversations that I have with leads. Uh, also using it to, uh, to, I use it for recipes, man. Like I don't want to search through SEO optimized content to get to how to make the best game day chili. 
where I can just give it, <laughs> H, shit. Give it the yeah. best chili recipe. Boom. Uh-huh. It's going to give me an awesome chili recipe. Right. Yeah. So and then you can ask it, oh, how do I improve this based on what else I like, which is A, B, and C. Oh, I like Indian spice. I like, uh, I like curry. I like yeah. this. I like this. And how can I incorporate what my, what my own taste buds are in this yep. recipe? And that goes to anything, whether it be actual recipes for cooking or recipes for marketing. Um, you can you incorporate that, that, that using it to think for you. I like the way you put that using it as a superpower. Yeah. And, and I used it to, you know, we're, we're, we all, we're always building new brands for ourselves, right. New marketing brands. Um, and specifically I'm, I'm, I'm speaking at a landscape conference coming up in, in, uh, North Carolina in January. And so we're building a landscape marketing brand and I used, uh, chat GPT to come up with brand names, to come up with taglines, and then yeah. using Dali with Microsoft to come up with logos, you know, Dali 3 with Microsoft yeah. mm-hmm. to come up with logos for the brands. Now, obviously it's not perfect yet, but they're pretty sick. Yeah, and, pretty um, you know, ass, dude. yeah, yeah using some of those logos and the image uh, generation stuff to even just handing that kind of stuff to our designer for inspiration where they can right. go and use that, that AI generated logo to create our own logo and put our own sort of, humanistic twist on it you know what i mean so humanistic twist yeah no kidding so so i I think there's there's just it's just think about anything you think about can probably be thought about by chat gpt so you're spending any duration of time Mm. up with something uh you know not like i said not solely relying on it we would never post a piece of content strictly from chat gpt and publish it there has to be that human element to just kind of edit it a bit um, maybe maybe if you have the right inputs because with our company we're, we're using gpt4 engine with, uh, as the we got a ui that's in front of it but we're actually we're still using the gpt4 engine to, to generate the content and we're finding that it's so goddamn good man that if, yeah. we, if we alter it with a human touch at all it fucking ruins it it taints yeah. it because yeah. it's, it's it's so fucking perfect it's yeah beautiful. Pre- that's a good point kyle i'll preface that by saying like if you have a very well-trained bot yes yes you know, the well-trained bot i'm saying if you just put something in chat gpt and, and yeah right you, you know it's going to be missing some stuff you know what i mean or it's going to yeah. sound too generic right so yeah try to it's going to be it's going to sound a little off yeah it's crazy to think like Taylor Swift songs and Post Malone songs are just going to be generated by AI. It's sad, isn't it? Oh, man, you're a big music guy, eh? I, I, you know, I used to be into a lot more, but uh, business has taken away the time I used to invest in the music. So, oh yeah, my mentor started off as a rapper, and then he moved into webinars because of the the presentation that that went into it. It's it's a similar skill set freestyle rapping versus freestyle webinar presenting yeah it's uh it just one in, in, is is more profitable than the other <laughs> that's funny yeah, yeah no it's very funny so i i my band uh i did a lot of rapping as well back in the day and no uh, i find by doing that it's same like your mentor it's like i i'm more comfortable going off the cuff i don't like a script ever yeah me neither <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... I went zero question preparation for me too dude it's right. like i want it, i want the exploration to see where it leads us yeah yeah it's funny uh you know i'm a procrastinator by nature but procrastinators always always perform better under pressure yeah that's <laughs> so used to it all yeah. the time right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that's true no kidding oh i never mm. put two and two together that's hilarious yeah well that's a good point man um any questions i should have asked you that i didn't that i think uh, i guess good if, good answer for us yeah if anybody wants to reach out they can uh reach me on the socials at j hunt official j-a-y-h-u-n-t-o-f-f-i-c-i-a-l uh i'm on all the socials there and or just look for me jason hunt on on linkedin right on man well i appreciate your time dude yeah great insights and uh yeah it's been a pleasure thanks for having me kyle
All right. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. And if you want to get a free copy of my book, go to kylesbook.com and you can get a copy there. I'll talk with you soon.